Yeah, you're doing the intro. I'm doing the intro? Yes, yes, man, you are doing the intro. Okay, okay, Ben, I'm just, just to clarify, we've tried to start this intro three separate times already. Are you saying that the fourth time, it's my time? Ah, it's fourth time's the charm! Oh, welcome to the fourth time's the charm. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by my indomitable, my musical, my beautiful, my hairy, my furry, my friend, Ben. How you doing today, Ben? Eh, I'm okay. Oh, universe beating you up today or treating you kind of nice? No, I, I'm uh, feeling the effects still of my second covid vaccine dose mm. Ooh, controversial oh it burns uh-huh. so good <laughs> what's controversial about that man youtube's gonna demonetize this video oh COVID. <laughs> because they said covid19 <laughs> we'll just have like the like the tv bleep every time yeah, we'll i say it. Every, COVID, COVID, every time COVID. we say covid you you heard about that drama though right about what youtube was doing in yes relation to it? yes anyway what's going on matt oh uh, you know just living in the world of covid I'm doing well, though. I had a good day at work. Just got home. I got a dog. I got a Ben. Uh, I got life life cruising in the right direction. You know, uh, Nothing too interesting this week in my media consumption. I got a couple new albums I've been jamming. If you are a fan of black metal out there... I'm not. About, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm not talking to you, Ben. I'm talking to the millions. Millions of fans that appreciate black metal, and I know you're there. Ungfell's new album's wonderful. I'll make Ben listen to it later. Judicator sucks. Yeah, Judicator sucks. If you're listening to this, the Ben Judicator sucks. Well, you know what, Matt? After a beautiful podcast last week, I gotta say, shut your trap about music, because we ain't here for that today. Because much to the chagrin of anybody who listened to episode one, it's my turn today, and I have a fun one. And don't worry, this isn't history-based. Matt, are you ready? Is it about wrestling? That's my first question. It is not or, about wrestling. Oh, then I'm ready, baby. I'm in. Yeah. I just, oh, I sliced my hand open last night, and I keep clapping because I clap a lot. Just as like a... What did you like slice a, your hand on? A piece of glass. I was trying to take one piece of glass off of another piece of glass. They were like stuck together. And when I twisted it, it just, it instead of twisting and going away, it just shattered. And so the force of the spin kept happening and just embedded a shard of glass like, in, like half an inch into my hand. Well, that sounds horrible. Yeah, like I pulled out a little shard of glass. And when I, when I was like pushing on the wound to try to make sure there wasn't any other glass in there, I could see a little bit of my flesh come. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, I got a man. I put a Band-Aid on it. Oh, oh no. The, the best part was I had, I had put a, I'd, I eventually wrapped it in gauze to stop the bleeding because I needed more pressure. Um, and the bleeding had stopped for like, you know, two or three hours. So I switched to a Band-Aid because I was like, I'm going to eat and get ready for bed. I'm going to put a Band-Aid on instead of a gauze wrapper on my hand. But then I remembered I had to take out the trash. No. So I went to take out the trash. I took out the no. trash. Took out the recycling. And as I was taking out the, uh, like a, I have like a garbage can full of gardening, like uh, the debris from the garden and right. the lawn, right. which was super heavy, surprisingly enough. I, as I, I pull it out, and it takes a lot of effort, so I'm using both hands, I'm really <sighs> force it. I get down to the street, and I look at the recycling bin, and the, it's a bright yellow handle, and I'm like, ooh, we're one color away from a stop sign, because there's some red in that yellow. And it wasn't that much. 
And so it made me pause, and I, I looked at the, uh, the gardening trash can, and it looked like someone had tried to escape the trash can. No. And had been forced back inside, and then I looked down at my left hand, and, like, it is literally a gauntlet of blood, like, down to, like, the middle of my wrist. It looked like I just murdered something and shoved it in a trash can. Well, that's metal uh, as fuck, but that's also terrible. Like, like, are you getting stitches in it? No, I'm not gonna deal with that. <sighs> Matt. Well, like, no, like, it's, like, it's really short. It's, like, not, it's, like, not a long or a big wound. It's, like, a, just a deep, shallow one. Mm. Or, I mean, a, a deep, small one. It's not really bleeding right now. I had a band-aid, I've had a band-aid on it all day. I feel like I should, like, get some air. But I don't, I always don't know if that's, like, actually a thing you're supposed to do with wounds. Here, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the band-aid off for the podcast. And if my <coughs> hand starts bleeding, please, we'll know please do not go. do that. Do not do I that. Took I already took the bandit. All right, well, man, I'm especially upset that you dedicated that horrific story to this episode because our subject is food based. <laughs> Fuck yeah! God. <laughs> Hope All you're right. hungry now, people. Are... Mm, tasty. All right, are you ready, Matt? Yeah, I got enough iron in my diet. You suck. See, we are a funny podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Lost Lunches, the best bit-sized <laughs> bites brought from boutique bops that billions can't beat. I am your host, Ben, alongside my fellow Matt. Matt, are you ready for dinner? Uh, I, I am ready. I am prepared. I have put in my order. I have my pairing, and I am firmly in my seat with a napkin in my lap. All right, so this podcast is something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is food. Yeah, I don't always have only the weirdest interests. I traveled a lot as a kid into an adult, and one of my favorite things about going to different places is trying the food there. And not just that, but also finding some really underrated gems. In the same vein as as, uh, Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, but I would say even more obscure, today's episode is going to look at some of the best restaurants you've never heard of. And these are things that aren't even necessarily uh, high art or high class food. They can be, in some cases, honestly kind of gross, but there's that certain extra little oomph to it. Which makes you keep coming back. All right, I, I see that. I, you know, I, I I will also say that in, in a similar flex of our privilege, I've been lucky enough to travel and eat at a lot of places or like around the country and the world, and I am genuinely very excited to see where you go with this. This is a great format. There's some of these which you know of, Matt. There's some of these which you know only because I've told you about them dozens and dozens of times. I probably forgot it. And wow, wow, Matt, you wound me. I wound you with love. (laughs) All right. Well, first, some honorable mentions. These are ones that are maybe a bit too big or well-known or trendy or just uh, nationwide to count. But I'm just going to throw them in here because I think they're really good. Some underrated nationwide chains. Steak and Shake. None of you people appreciate Steak and Shake enough. And when it's gone, you're all going to be very sorry. Okay? 
Hey, I appreciate the steak. I'm not talking to you. I'm I'm talking to the ethereal they. Okay. Okay. Well, steak and shake. Steak and shake just got rid of their servers at all their restaurants nationwide, and their menu now has like less food. It sucks because people don't. Yeah, they got rid of their servers. Everything is counter service now. That's terrible. It's like Culver's. I grew up. At my home steak and shake. I had the exact same server there from when I was three years old until last year or this year when they decided to get rid of all the servers. And now she's gone. She worked there for over 20 years. That is demoralizing. Yeah. But steak and shake's chili. So good. So savory. So just, mm, I can't hate the chili. I can hate everything else, but I can't hate the chili. Dip some fries in there, Matt. You know that that technique? I, I, I've, I've been to Steak and Shake with you, Ben. I do. Heck yeah. Next the up. One, the, one I, the one I'll never... It's a quick aside since we're on fast food or here. The one thing I'll never understand is people who dip their french fries in their Frosties. Yeah, that's disgusting. I mean, I that's get just, it. I get the flavor profile, but it's still like the, the thought of combining those things doesn't work for me. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat where I get it, and like I know people who like it, and I'm like, yeah, you're not, you know, stupid, but like it's gross. Chips mixed with ice cream, though, I don't have a problem with, which means that well, I'm what the is problem. Wrong with you? Not a lot of it, but like small bits or like pretzel T- in ice pretzel's cream. Pretzel's different. No, Pretz- it's not. Pretzel's very yes. Pretzel's different from a potato chip. Matt, we're not here to talk about this, but we are. No, we here. are now because for some reason you think a goddamn pretzel is the same thing as a potato chip. They're not even made the same way. They I'm not saying they're made the same way, but I'm saying it's the same perception. It's it's the same class what? of food. Pretzels oh. and chips are the same class of food. Are you really you, arguing you can, this right now? Yeah, yeah, I am because you can't you can't travel to Germany. And go to a fancy restaurant where they will serve you a fine, extra-large, traditional chip. <laughs> can you do that with a goddamn pretzel? Yes, you can. It's like it's like if you said a Matt, pretzel Matt, and Matt, a potato. You're, Matt, you're absolutely wrong because there's different classes of pretzel. There aren't different you classes specify. of chips. You, used, you didn't specify. You used the ethereal okay, okay, pretzel. Okay, so do you put soft pretzel in your ice cream, Matt? Is that what you're telling me? No, you use I, the tiny, I, hard ones. Yeah, but we weren't talking about tiny. We were talking, we're about, talking about the tiny hard home. ones. I'm talking about the tiny hard ones. I introduced the pretzels, so it's it's my it's my decision I'm, what the I'm pretzels are. I'm claiming the pretzels for the people who still live in Chicago. Fuck you! I'm leaving we that have one large in. German population. Also, a uh, high tier regional, almost nationwide, is Berno's Pizza and Donato's Pizza. These are two of my favorite pizza places growing up. Berno's Pizza is, they're both in the Ohio Valley region. Berno's, Matt, is like a thick version of father and son pizza. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm there for it. I, I, yeah, I, I it's, that. it's very dense crust layered on top with, with multiple layers of cheese and topping. The sauce is great. They serve it to you scalding hot, so you have to wait like 20 minutes. But when it's ready, it's amazing. Donato's, the th- thinnest pizza i've ever had still a thick flaky crust very nice lined to each edge with toppings and their special seasoning mix which i don't see nearly enough pizza places do both of them are great but also a bit too well known i think for this podcast 
I, I, I will say that line to uh, all the way to the edge with toppings is now the pitch for uh, Little Caesars. Really? Well, Lewis, Little Caesars sucks. So yeah. that's a, that's another <laughs> hot take. No, nothing nothing compares to, Ben, since we're on the subject of pizza here, is a CeCe's Pizza Buffet. CeCe's Pizza Buffet is like a special kind of hell. <laughs> I've done it once. Never again. Yeah, I went to I went to one in Central Florida, and they were openly racist to the black students I was with from my high school. That's awful. That's so like they awful. it was it wasn't even a joke. It was like it was direct. Florida's awesome. If you're from if you're from Polk County, you live in a terrible place. All right. Well, we're going to start off today. Okay. I have, I believe, nine restaurants because one of them was Pig and Cow by Chef Leah Cohen, who was on Top Chef, but really dropped off the radar. It's an excellent Asian fusion restaurant in New York. Doesn't get nearly enough love. And I was going to say it's great because their menu stayed the same for seven or eight years. But in doing research for this episode, I realized in the last year they've completely overhauled their menu and taken everything I liked off of it. So... So fuck so that place. Fuck that place. But Leah Cohen is a wonderful chef. Anyway, we are going to start. Great season of top. <laughs> so we are going to start in Los Angeles. This is the newest restaurant I've tried. It is Howard's Famous Bacon and Avocado Burgers on Venice Boulevard in LA. Is that the first? Do Matt, did you ever have growing up a small scale diner that has the cheapest, roughest burgers? the thinnest bacon and just the most artificial bread ever and yet it tasted so good i i wish i could say yes to this 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 quandary because i didn't there wasn't any place like that where i grew up because they would have closed (laughs) so every wednesday in junior year of high school we would be allowed to go out for lunch and every wednesday i would go to a restaurant called george's it was this awesome deli uh, slash diner really more of a diner but their food was artificial frozen he literally takes the patties out of the freezer in front of you and he just throws them in the fryer until they're done it's the laziest most old-timey diner of a restaurant ever and yet it hit that spot the grease was the right grease like you, you know how you see shows from the 50s and they have these giant, massive, ugly, fattening burgers? They just look disgusting. Oh, yeah, like the, the assault. Yeah, but, but the flavor, it looks like it would taste so good. It's like these frozen patties from this guy who barely cares. They have that that locked up flavor profile. And so George's, see, yes. I was going to say, see, now that you described that, I do have Okay, tell place. me. When I was in elementary, so this is elementary school because it, it shifted. But when I was in elementary school, there was a restaurant that was a walking distance from my parents' house, and it was dry, very close to my to my elementary school called the Depot. It no longer exists, so I'll say the name. I have never had a more satisfying hot dog covered in exclusively cheese in my entire that life. They did waffle. They did thick waffle cut fries oh yeah the waffle fries waffle fries make it oh yeah and this is chicago so if you're a chicago listener you're gonna understand the brands i'm about to say everything was vienna hot and everything was covered in merck's cheddar hell yeah and it was like you you could see the french fries glistening with oil from like across the room 
Like you know, you get you get a. I used to get a double large order of cheese fries and two uh, cheese dogs. And if you're wondering if I'm fat, yes, because that was some of the greatest food in the world. And they'd bring it out, and you could they'd bring it out like on like old like lunch trays from the like high school down the street. And like the lady would turn the corner, and if it was sunny out, it would you could literally see a glow on her face from the That's cheese. That's amazing! Wow. And it was attached to a candy shop next door, so every time we'd go there, I'd get like a full bag of Jelly Bellies. <laughs> and uh, I I remember I got into an argument with the owner because something was listed as a dollar ninety nine, and I didn't know what taxes were, so I showed up with exactly a dollar ninety nine. And the guy was like, oh, no, that's like two bucks. And I was like, why didn't you list his two bucks? I got really Because <laughs> they're not Canadians. Yeah, because we have a, yeah, let's not get into that. It's not a podcast about money. This is a podcast about food. And Ben, I clicked on that link. I And I'm seeing some things. Yeah, I, I sent you some details for uh, Howard's Bacon and Avocado Burgers. This looks tasty. Yeah, look, just look. It's so artificially <laughs> clogging. Howard's Bacon and Avocado Burgers is what I envision George's Deli being today. Because George is closed, mm-hmm. sadly. We went way off topic before I could get to that crucial point. We're not talking about George's. George is closed. But after I moved out to Los Angeles, like this is that same sort of diner. It's just the guy has a freezer right in front of you. He gets out the chicken or the burger patties. He doesn't care. Throws it on the fryer throws grease and everything all around it tastes so unhealthy but it's so good the cheese is just melting around the patty oh so good yeah ben i I didn't know we were making a central this is a sensual podcast today next up on my list is more of a frenetic restaurant it is called cafe sport matt if you click on the website yes this looks like the place we ate at in Rosemont. It it is, but it's Sicilian food instead of Mexican food. <laughs> awesome. So Cafe Sport, my girlfriend and I, we went out to San Francisco and we found this Sicilian restaurant. It was right by our Airbnb and we were like, wow, this yeah, this sort of looks fun. I love going to a random city and just finding a random hole in the wall that reviews okay. Because you never know what you're going to find. Inside... It match it, the website has the same vibe as the restaurant, Matt. If you're looking at it, the restaurant oh, am, is I, the I, most yeah. gaudy, cramped <laughs> building ever. It feels like you're on top of people. It is a super spreader. It lo- it looks it looks like I decorated. Yes, it. it has some of the most garish, out of date decorations of all time. And I love every and inch of it. This is like I have. It's to go amazing. Through. What's even better? We come in. We're seated. Our server looks like he's about to die. He is running back and forth from the front of the restaurant to the back. I mean, he has fear, terror in his eyes. And I believe he was the only server in the entire restaurant. He's flinging menus at us. He is slamming our bread on the table. We felt so bad for him. And yet it was so entertaining. I am so sorry. It was the sport. It's the sport of the uh, of the well, restaurant. Well, I didn't feel super horrible for him because the tip money he was probably getting would have been insane. You I hope, hope. You hope I he hope. was getting a bunch of $7 yeah, tables. I feel like it'd be understandable. Anyway. I mean, I tipped the guy well. But then you get to the food. And the food mm-hmm. is where it goes to the next level. One of the best first impressions an Italian restaurant can do 
bread and sauce and they just throw it at you it's like that right there is a big dick move because they're telling you our sauce isn't just good with something else it's good on its own bitch yeah it's it's good it's good enough to be a soup and so they put in front of us what's called a salsa rosa which is like a bell pepper sauce and it is artery clogging it is unhealthy, it is garlicky, and it. it is so delicious. I mean, we were cleaning my language. the bowl with this sauce, and it really just kept going from there. This, Matt, is one of my favorite things. It's a forgotten restaurant. It's a restaurant that was super popular back in the day. If you go to their website, they say they were voted best restaurant in San Francisco from 1992 to 1997. That is the last time they received an award. Yeah. I love yeah. it. They got good reviews. But even to this day, even though it's not popular like it was in its heyday, it's still an excellent restaurant. They serve huge portions, perfectly cooked pasta. All of their sauces are unique and invigorating. Everything we had there was perfectly done. And it was just, uh, it was like a restaurant lost to time. That's beautiful. Those are the best places I think you can, you can find, especially if you spend a lot spend a lot of time in a city or an area you can just find those restaurants that have just like that were something and now they're just are yeah. like there's a if you're in chicago and the north side there's a place called dave's italian kitchen it's been in three different buildings over, uh, over the course of like the last like 30 or 45 years but the food has maintained just the perfect quality that's awesome there, there's there's another place out here that's a bit better known it's called uh masa I've heard of that. I've heard the name. It's an Italian restaurant out in Los Angeles. It's super good, but the owner's weird. He was talking to one of my friends, and he was like, yeah, man, well, you know, I... Because my friend was like, this is such an amazing restaurant, which it is. And he goes, have you ever thought of opening another location? He's like, well, you know, I've I've thought about that, but really, you know, I don't think there's any chance, just because I want to keep the quality of the restaurant the same. And we're like, okay, that makes sense. But then he keeps talking and goes... Yeah, I'm not going to sell out like all those other corporate suck-ups of franchise. I'm like, well, not all of them need a franchise. You know, he goes, no, nah, I'm not going to. And he just keeps going and escalating. And he's talking to himself for like 15 minutes about not wanting to be a corporate sellout. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm scared now. You better not be a cor- you from corporate, Ben. One of my favorite things of these one-off restaurants is that every now and then you get really weird reviews. So for all of these restaurants, I searched to see if I could find any strange reviews. Amira okay. uh, went to Cafe Sport, had a okay. negative experience. Amira says, we went to this restaurant because the waiter told us they make homemade tiramisu. After that, they told us we cannot serve you the tiramisu because it's too strong. That's really very weird. <laughs> oh, it was a kid. That's a kid. <laughs> Probably is. And they put too much alcohol in their oh. tiramisu. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> that, that's adorable. Okay. Well, our our next restaurant, Matt, is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. This restaurant is in Beautiful. Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, by the way, oh. by the way, uh, Cafe Sport is five seven four Green Street in San Francisco, California. This next one oh, is at one two nine zero three Hood Landing Road in Jacksonville, Florida. It is Clark's Fish Camp, Matt. This restaurant is wild. You got to look through the whole website now. 
Gator. Sam, it's got a great looking menu. I mean, I love, I love all this. This food. is a seafood restaurant that is filled with taxidermied animals. What? Where are the giant taxidermied menu? animals? Oh, I love this. Oh man, this is what I've always wanted out of that wildlife cafe restaurant chain. But but they're all real. They're all real animals. They have yeah, a exactly. giraffe. They have a real dead <laughs> giraffe in the front foyer of the restaurant. We go inside. They must be so Last time we were we were there, Matt. We go inside and it's it's right on the water, right? In the Jacksonville swamps. So we go in and the swamp's been it's been raining a lot lately, so the tide's coming in hot. Mm-hmm. The restaurant is not built high enough. So the restaurant Ooh. starts getting flooded in certain areas because it's a wooden floor. I love it. I love they it place so out mats so you can pretend to walk on top of it, but it's like, no, no. They had to stop seating people mid-meal because it was too flooded. <laughs> like, that's awesome. That's and the and then of... you look at their menu. They have gator tail. They have conch fritters. They have, ooh, gator poppers. Yeah, those sound delicious. They have frog's legs. They have shark bites, which, yes, it is shark. Shark tastes bad, by the way. It's not like, it's like, if it's a joke, it's great. If it's actual shark, Escargo, ahi tuna, green shell mussels. They have escar- what? Yep. So I'm not much for a lot of the weird fish and etc. But what I will say is that they're like hush puppies and stuff are killer. All of their side dishes are just so, so good. This place looks delicious. I want to go here so I- bad. <laughs> And Matt, before you say that, they've because they're in Florida, they make their opinions well known on mask usage. And I just want you to listen to this review, okay, from one C.R. Hilliard. We are in a pandemic, and Clark's Fish Camp seems to have forgotten. This is a disaster hole. When we entered the restaurant, (laughs) the hostess did not have on masks, parentheses, Duval County has lifted the mask mandate. Be careful where you dine. So we thought, okay, no problem. Perhaps the server will be masked. But oh no. First of all, we waited a good 15 minutes before a waiter arrived to even get a glass of water. Once he arrived, no mask. So we politely excused ourselves and went to dine where they care about their customers. We have always enjoyed a meal here and will return once the pandemic is under control. Really, Clark? What? Wait, really? Like they name Well, because well, oh, it's Clark's Fish restaurant. Camp, right? So, I, I am like, I want to eat there more now. The owner responded like, to I'm the a... review. Oh, please. She ended it with, really, Clark? Response from the owner. Yes, really. <laughs> oh, like, I, I, I don't support them not wearing masks. I think that's like a bad idea. But I respect the integrity and the presentation you can't you can't deny that there, there's something going on there I, I i jive with that jib all right well while ben takes a second i'm gonna pitch you two restaurants in florida because uh, i used to actually live in central florida in polk county for a while and i grew up going down to southern florida and one of the greatest places in the world in my opinion, for like one of those experiences that is like truly a traditional old school side of the road restaurant is a place called Joni's Crab Shack. 
It's on Highway 41 through the Everglades in the southern Everglades near Everglades City. Joni's Blue Crab Crab Cafe, they changed the name. Joni's Blue Crab Cafe is one of my favorite restaurants I've been to since I was a small child. Fantastic blue crab and everything else a thing in the world. It's similarly interiorly decorated to the uh, second restaurant been discussed, uh, Cafe Sport, insofar as that it is packed full of things. It has like a very, very southern Florida vibe. There are postcards and playboys, you know, strewn in different portions of the restaurant. Tastefully, though. Tastefully for the children. Uh, They have live music. They barely have windows because it's so nice out. They just don't need them. The lady at the restaurant, Joni, who runs the place, who's a beautiful, really sweet lady. She's very kind, cares about her food. Uh, One time I ordered an iced tea and she asked if I needed sweetener. And I said, no, thanks. And she goes, oh, I can tell because you're sweet enough. And, you know, I, I was there for that kind of customer service. Let's take a trip down to Everglades City in, I don't know, Chococolassi? You know, someone's going to be offended by that. The Havana Cafe of the Everglades is a wonderful restaurant. It's got 666 reviews because I just reviewed it to make sure that number was accurate. Go here. It's a great place. It's in the cool little part of southern Florida that has like a very unique old school vibe to it. You know, in, in near Naples, um, there's a place called the Silver Spot Cinema. Great place. Next to a great Mexican place called Mercato. I, I, I quite enjoy that. Big Hickory Nook near the Naples Fort Myers area is wonderful. And uh, I don't have a single thing reviewed or saved in Polk County because fuck that place. Yeah. Fuck Polk County. All right, I'm back. So Matt, the next one is a place that I'm not sure if you ever ate at with me, but you've definitely heard about it. It is Chicago, Illinois Curry Point, which is 3913 North Sheffield Avenue between the Belmont and Sheffield Red Line stops. Matt, I've had a lot of Indian food, but none scratches the itch quite like Curry Point. I can respect that. Curry Point is... I think one of the first places I really like had had Indian food and it's just the right spice level. It's just enough where you can't quite eat it quickly. You're forced Mm -hmm. to savor it. It's just that spicy, but at least for me, my girlfriend would probably think it's barely spicy at all. Indian spice is different though. I know some people who can pound some hot sauce, but can't handle Indian spice because it like overwhelms Mm. them. We did have a review though, a review though from Avinash who said at the restaurant, the Gobi Manchurian was good, but the curry had no methodical spiciness to it. That's a, I love the wording on it. That is beautiful. That man's a poet. <laughs> I don't even know what methodical spiciness is. Is it just laying spice in as you cook it? Yeah, it's like, I, I get it. I, I, I feel the emotion of that more than I necessarily agree or understand what his words are supposed to mean. But I get what he, he's, I, I feel well, him. Avinash is I wrong. Feel, him or All right, because Curry Point is heckin' good. Uh, I'll, I'll throw in another curry restaurant from Chicago. Do I'm it. Here, a place called Pub Royal. Mm. It is at 2049 West Division in a very, very hipstery, uptight part of Chicago. Wonderful food. Very high apartment costs. But it goes, like, the aesthetic is of a British Indian Explorer's Lodge. So it's also, like, covered in taxidermy. It's like it's like if, if a bunch of rich British people owned a cafe in India and it was or appropriating their culture, it would be this place. Amazing. I like that. 
And the, the food's delicious. Huge rotating list of beers and different Oh, beverages. I ate there with you guys, didn't I? I think we took you. A, yes, yes, this is the place we went to before you guys. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it was very good. Not as good as Curry Point, though. Yeah. But good. Oh, oh, oh. The top four here. The top four here so are restaurants that I all grew up with. I love with my heart. They're all amazing. We're going to start with Angelo's Pizza, which literally up until today, I thought there was only one location of. Apparently, it, it's the least known chain in the world. It has 18 locations what? in the most middle of nowhere places. It's like in it, it's like in Whitaker, Ohio or something, but it's technically a chain. This, this place is a front. But extremely good pizza it's pizza similar to bear nose it's a lot saltier it's a lot cheesier it's a lot more artery clogging almost to the point where i'm not sure if it's actually better or not like it's (laughs) and it's a lot to take in but just loaded with toppings using pretty much only the cheese to weigh it down so it's a very nice place but so part of my family is from the cincinnati area I think I've eaten here. Really? When I was a kid. I, I'm I'm like 75% sure. Like when I was really little, I went to an Angelo's in Cincinnati when I was visiting my uncle. And this is Angelo's with an eye, everyone. The one we go to is one which is right by Churchill Downs Racetrack. And that is at oh. 1725 Berry Boulevard. My dad ate there when he was going to college at the University of Louisville. And so he's eating there. It's the same aesthetics. It's the same couches, same seats, same lighting since he was in college. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. You know, there's not a lot of places that are like that for for that era. Right. Because we have lots of, you know, 50s-esque diners. But there's not a lot of love given to like 1970s nobody gives a shit. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple places in the city of Chicago that are like that for me and my dad. Like, he grew up going to them as a kid, and I go to them to this yeah, day. Yeah, honorable mention to Father and Son Pizza, which is a super good pizza. Almost a Baranos type, but just thinner crust. Very nice pizza. I like how you ass- I like how you assert a Baranos as if it's like a... Well, no, it's because I introduced country. it earlier in the podcast. Oh, bring yeah, it bring it back. Imagine a Domino's pizza crust, but two stacked on top of each other so thicker oh i'm so in for that really nice and dense pizza that was like a dense pizza. number three this is in my heart one of my favorite mexican restaurants taco tico it's a it's a fast food taco place right it's like a one-off taco bell Mm -hmm. but the recipe they have for their meat is so good and it doesn't taste like beef it's really not. I saw someone made a mock recipe online and I deliberately didn't look at it because the first ingredient, uh, the first thing they said was it tastes a lot more like it when you add a bit of oatmeal. Yeah, what? right. Ground beef oatmeal. I'm perplexed. Yeah, but in spite of that, it's it's literally like oatmeal gruel ground beef. Everything is microwave. Yes. The enchilada sauce is strangely sweet, and it's also the same sauce as their mild sauce, which is weird. Ooh. But it all tastes so good. They're, I do not understand how they make it taste so good, but in Lexington, Kentucky, which is where it is, 1483 Boardwalk uh, is the original location, I believe, that, that the original one that's still open. 
so heavenly and so bad for you and just so good. <laughs> that sounds delicious. It's, I mean, like, you know my opinions on Mexican food in general, but this one seems it is on the worth it list. What I get when I eat there now is I get a double beef enchilada and okay. I get the taco 10-pack. Oh, okay, I, I was I was expecting and ready to check you on the number of tacos yeah. you ordered because I was gonna say this this they, they man, are smaller than Taco this, Bell, but yeah, but you also can eat like twelve Taco True. Bell tacos. I've seen him do it completely sober, but like at like eight thirty on a Tuesday, I I can eat four beefy five layers and get horrifically sick because I'm lactose intolerant. But they're so good. Taco Tico even has. Taco burgers. Have you ever had a taco burger, Matt? Oh. It's just taco meat in between two like school sandwich buns. It's microwave. I, I it's like have taco it. sloppy joes. It's <laughs> it tastes so good though. They put lettuce and cheese on it. It sounds so so disgustingly delicious. I like to think of Taco Tico as the Kentucky version of Marmite. If you're not raised with it, it's really kind of <laughs> gross and terrible. But if you grow up with it, it's a local delicacy and legend. I feel like I could. I, I feel like I could bring up the courage to have Taco Tico. Shout out to Me Mexico, my other favorite Mexican restaurant in Lexington. Once again, it's like the Mexican version of the diner. Their tacos are kind of bland, but it, it's just what I grew up eating, and I just love it. Very basic flavors. Just very clean, nothing wrong about it, nothing fussy, not good for you, lots of artificial preservatives, but it's good. It's very American. Number two, my favorite pizza place. I could only get this a few times per year because it was all the way out in Nitro, West Virginia, Matt. Hell yeah. 4116 First Avenue in Nitro, West Virginia, Gino's Pizza. Gino's? is like a more popular version of Angelo's Pizza. It is a chain okay. in like the West Virginia hillbilly region. But the Nitro West Virginia location, my parents always told me, and so for me it's just gospel now, it's this store that has the best pizza of all the Geno's. And the Geno's pizzas are to die for. Imagine you take a Pizza Hut pizza, put about 10% extra love into it, and then just like brush fat on top of it it's it's Hell just yeah, that sounds amazing what are you doing man it's the nitro theme song <laughs> you didn't even recognize the monday night oh nitro no i thought you were then. going to actually play it there i was i, he- playing I heard it, it for i heard it for like three it. seconds I'm glad I was able to pause that like a minute ago. Yeah, no beat for beat. Nitro West Virginia location. It's great. It's essentially a really unhealthy Pizza Hut. But the crust is a lot more gentle than the sharp, jagged Pizza Hut pizza. So it just breaks off so cleanly in your mouth. Pizza places, I think, are some of the best places to find these hidden gems just because there's so many ways to mm-hmm. do a pizza and so many ways to put love and thought and care into it. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's such a loved, like, genre of Absolutely. Food that there's, like, places that have really cultivated, like, their own aesthetics and styles. Like, 
Peace Pizza in Chicago is a great example. Like that, that place is delicious and it's wholly unique to itself. Quick honorable mention. I found a review for Taco Tico from Jennifer Carter okay. and Jennifer has one in. The review is five stars. Nice little spot. Restroom wasn't too clean. Staff was friendly and helpful. <laughs> Still five stars what though. A beautiful review. Yeah, a compliment sandwich. I like how she wasn't that that actually that concerned about how dirty <laughs> right. the bathrooms were, like enough to not give it five stars. It's like, look, I don't mind this, but somebody might. Someone else said, very friendly service, but the food wasn't seasoned to taste. Fuck that. Yeah. Man. It's like, I, I'm just imagining like, mm, no, these tacos must go back for longer. It's like they're using industrial grade just tubs and throwing things in. Like, like what do you Just what do you expect it. all right anyway let's wrap this up come to number one matt Numero uno. when i was a kid this was my favorite restaurant to this day it's probably still my favorite restaurant and it is stuck in the past but it is good it's lombardo's italian cuisine the best location is the one by the st louis airport 10488 natural bridge road st louis missouri matt every time we would travel to st louis for like a wrestling event I was never more excited than when it was time for us to go to Lombardo's. And oh boy. It looks good. I'm looking at the menu right now and I am in. This place is to me what Angelo's is for my father. This is a place that since we started going there until now, all the recipes are the same. All of the servers are the same. All of the decor is the same. I've seen the same statue and weird paintings of Italian people. You know, they're like the bargain bin. Here's your standard Italian restaurant signs. Those have lined the halls of that restaurant alongside their dirty ass green carpet ever since I first went there. And I cannot get enough of it because to this day, the food there is phenomenal all right and we're not talking just one signature item we're talking their garlic cheese bread is absolutely fire my dad got a sheet sausage pizza like a pizza just baked on like a big old cookie sheet swears by it every single time their lombardo salad an amazing vinaigrette that's original to the restaurant it's heavenly and it blends perfectly with the cheese and then you get to the creme de la creme, the signature food of St. Louis, the toasted beef ravioli. Matt Lombardo's does their own unique version of it. They make like they make right. like fried wonton esque ravioli. Ooh, I am enticed. the sauce is beautiful. They have this thick, dense, mushy bread that that you it like when you press it together it comes back out like a memory foam pillow and you use it to just dredge up the sauce which is on its own they they're one of those people matt where they're like yeah you want some bread to sop up the sauce we got you fam we know how good it is Mm, just combine that that all together it is one of those restaurants where i truly fear for what's going to happen to it because you know the owners (laughs) like i i don't know what the owners are going to do to it because it's obviously never changed in many decades, so I'm assuming it's the same people who own it. But at least right now, it's a beautiful time capsule of my childhood. And it's this small, seemingly forgotten place to time. But every time you go in there, the food is still simply divine. It's one in a million. I have got to show you Lombardo someday. 
terrible service, but yeah, like please. that's part of it, you know? Yeah, it's it's the charm. Like those are the really good restaurants where you don't see your server for a half hour and you're like, This is awesome. The food's so good that the service can be bad. Yes, because you know it's worth it. You're just biding your time. You're just waiting. You're just you're just drooling. They they have they have drool buckets for you. It's just I could see that restaurant having having actual No, no. It's not like barely anyone remembers it exists. But I do. (laughs) Hopefully that family just lives forever. I I will support You guys have the you have the healthiest eating habits of anyone I know. Well, hey, like I said, this isn't for the healthiest food, right? These are just for those down and dirty, this tastes good. And there's a lot more restaurants like that, too, where, you know, we're in a lot more health-conscious society, which is a good thing. But there's Fair. something to be said for just bad for just the food version of cigarettes, the food version of beer, where you just can't help it oh, every yeah. now and then, you know? Sometimes sometimes you need to fill your body with garbage and be happy about it. And you know what they say, Matt? If you fill up your body with garbage the first time, and you fill it up with garbage the second time, mm. and if you fill it up with garbage on the third time, and you still oh. can't get off, maybe the fourth times the charm good night everybody Matt, you gotta say good morning now good morning By the way, if you're going to say leave like a second gap in there so I can edit it out. We say a lot more than we act like we do. Yeah. I'm good at it when I'm like around other people. God. God. Ah, Stop saying that. COVID.